What London Can Be is brought to you by London Community Foundation, an organization dedicated to improving communities across London and Middlesex County. Welcome to What Lending Can Be, the podcast where we navigate our shifting world, shine a light on the issues our city is facing, and explore the innovative Made in London solutions to critical challenges in our community. I'm Diane Silva, Director of Philanthropy at Lending Community Foundation. Today I'm joined by Dr. Peggy O'Neill from Brush's Food and Nutritional Sciences and Leadership Studies faculty. We will talk about what International Women's Day means, not just in London, but around the world, and why having Canada's only women's university right here in London, Ontario, is still important. Hi, Peggy. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Diane. Uh, Spring is on its way, and I'm here talking to you, so life is good. Oh, that's great. And I agree with you. Spring is definitely on the way. I can tell even the days are getting longer, which is amazing. Uh, We need that extra daylight. (laughs) I do. Thank goodness. So we're really excited to have you here today with us uh, to talk about uh, your role with Brescia and to talk about, um, you know, the bigger issue of International Women's Day as we're going to be heading into that and celebrating it. So uh, could you tell our listeners uh, the work that you do through Brescia and the work that you've done through the U.N.? Well, yeah, I can, Diane, and thank you very much for having me here today. I love the London Community Foundation, all the great projects that you've supported and all the things that you've been able to do for our community. So it's a pleasure to be here and also represent Brescia as we look to um, International Women's Day. And yes, I did spend some time at the UN and I was there uh, in February 2020, so completely oblivious to COVID at the New York headquarters in um, <laughs> at the United Nations, uh, an amazing place, um, 193 member states and all of their flags lined up, almost two city blocks um, from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe. They appear alphabetically and it's incredibly powerful to stand outside the United Nations. You know, I would hear about it on TV and think, well, those were incredible people in doing incredible things. And while they absolutely are, I never counted myself in that category until I got there. It was sort of like a pinch me moment. And I realized that it was people just like me and people just like our community and people just like the students and staff and community at Brescia deciding that they wanted to do something about it. And so it was so incredible. I found the Canadian flag, got a picture and then went inside. And uh, there's a life-size bronze of Nelson Mandela there with his arms up kind of greeting you. And uh, I've seen a lot in my life and I'm not really a crier, but there was barely enough Kleenexes in that place to keep me going because as you are overwhelmed with this common purpose of people from every hemisphere in the globe and as I said 193 nations coming together to try to do something they want more for the human family every person in the human family that it was just incredible to be there and of course I went um, as a faculty member of Brescia through my professional affiliation which is the International Federation for Home Economics and they have consultative status in Economic and Social Council, Food and Agriculture Organization, UNESCO and UNICEF. And the um, 58th Commission for Social Development was meeting and I was privileged to be able to go. And the priority theme it was affordable housing and social protection systems for all to address homelessness. So two parts, affordable housing and homelessness. And being there as part of an international community, the International Federation of Home Economics, 
who has um, generally supported women's perspectives uh, through the ages in, since its inception and families. And uh, so we were thinking what would be the highest and best message that we could offer the UN. And so we were really looking at this particular social protection systems. And we thought about how economics are one of the social systems. So we got looking at the global compact, which is a designation under the UN or affiliated with the UN, where businesses worldwide say, here's our social and environmental sustainability plan. And we had noticed that there were certain things that you could offer, but there were certain things that weren't required. And so we actually went to the UN and said to the UN, we really think that you need to put policy in place that require for designation in Global Compact that uh, women's homelessness across the world, particularly in the Global South where land was being um, rezoned, it was customary and women had the opportunity to have cows and chickens or whatever it is they did, they could use the land and build a livelihood, but when it was rezoned, that wasn't always the case. So there was a feminized homelessness happening in parts of the world. So that's what I went and I focused on, and it was an incredible opportunity. Um, the following year, I went and we looked at digital technologies in social development and how women in places in the world, sometimes a physician can't arrive for a week or a couple of days, and if they had cell phone um, access, they would be able to find basic information, health information to um, help their families. And so that's the kind of work that I did at the UN. And it's really connected to um, International Women's Day because I represented international women. And it was also um, uh, a time to celebrate women and what they have done in terms of the social change and strides they've made forward in terms of working through legal systems, working through um, economic systems and bringing real change. They're empowered. They're not waiting to be saved. They're taking action. And I think that that's, that's really wonderful. And that's a theme that we try to espouse every day at Brescia as well. We've got an international student population, incredible faculty from many places in the world. And so it's really, it was great to be at the UN representing Russia. Oh, for sure. That What an incredible opportunity. And I'm sure, no wonder it was a moving experience for you because here you are at this central place that is known to drive global change and really hold um, communities accountable to that. So what an incredible opportunity. And I'm sure there are takeaways that you learn from that global context, even apply it locally here in our own community as well. Yeah, for sure. And what it what I realized um, was the power of an individual. And, you know, we, we think of social systems and we think of, um, you know, institutions and organizations incredibly important and have a role. But I saw individuals deciding things are going to be different here. And uh, Finland uh, has a very low rate of homelessness. They just decided we're not doing that anymore. And we're just on the heels of great announcement from the city council here, a draft plan, um, Soho Vision Alliance, which London Community Foundation's been central in making a reality. And so these are things that aren't just ideas where we have an opinion, well, someone ought to do something individuals do make change and bring change and they find like-minded individuals. So that was my biggest takeaway, I think, from the United Nations is we weren't kind of waiting for someone else, a government or a, a municipality. Those were catalysts. They, they weren't necessarily where things started. So 
especially these days when we're wondering, well, what can I do? You know, we've had so many things where we hear either environmentally or socially or what have you, things going on in the world or in our, our community. Well, what can I do? And the reality is, is that an individual can always do something and we contribute to that forward motion. I keep thinking of inertia, you know, an object at rest will remain at rest unless a force greater than it moves it. You can be part of the force greater than it socially, right? And move some of these things as we talk about International Women's Day and other things that are important to us. I'm so glad you you shared that uh, perspective. Thank you for saying that because I think a lot of people need to hear that, that yes, you can drive change on your own. So beautifully said. Um, so when we spoke the other day, uh, you know, kind of brainstorming about the this podcast, you mentioned that the culture of Brasha is built on all the principles that International Women's Day embodies. Would you mind sharing this with the uh, listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, women's education and uh, equity, uh, gender equity is just really part of our university's DNA. Um, a little bit of a, a, a time travel is uh, Angela Marici was born in uh, 1474, so a really, really long time ago in Brescia, Italy, and that's actually where we get our name, is from the town of Brescia, way back, way back then, from our founder, and she dedicated all those centuries ago her life to girls' education. And so fast forward to uh, 1919, over 100 years ago here in our own community, Brescia University was founded by the Ursuline Sisters of Chatham. And again, to, it was founded because women wanted to talk about philosophy, economics, world affairs, and we needed a place to do that in a collective and creative commons. And so that was something that is part of London's history, and it's also part of my personal history. Um, as a little girl, believe it or not, I'm from a farm and all of the buildings we have now weren't there. We would take our pickup truck and drive in and pick up some pizza, which is the Starbucks now at um, uh, Warrencliffe and Oxford. That used wow. to be pizza place in the 70s. That's, wow, yeah. I would drive in and I would look and I'd be the castle. We could see the Brescia Castle and I yes. was like, Oh, do, uh, of course, you know, being young, uh, do the Disney princesses live there, mom? And she said, well, no, um, the nuns live there and, and they're trying to save the world. And I thought, wow. So it's personally important to me and it's historically important. And um, we just developed um, for the Brescia Centennial, which was in 2019, uh, a major project where we have this beautiful portrait. Um, uh, it's, it's massive. It's an entire outdoor wall. And it was um, representation of Brescia's hundred years. So having looked through the archives, the story of women leaders in our community, the things that they've done and astounding in terms of economics and families and um, just care for the general community. And the, always the message about um, empowerment, women's education, equity, those things. So definitely it's part of our our present uh, day, as well as our history. I said it's part of our DNA. And we really at Russia are trying to support women as a whole. So mind, body, and spirit ambitions, and not just the instrumental means ends. We, we want to look at what a good life is as defined by the individual and help them help everyone to be able to pursue it. So really focus on building our students and staff and communities confidence, because we certainly learn a lot from the students as well, so that we all feel more readily prepared to excel in what it is that we want to do. 
And um, we've protected some very important programming, family studies and uh, human ecology. Right now we have a lot on our minds in terms of ecology and the world was changed by a woman, Ellen Swallow Richards, who was an environmental scientist in the late 1800s and said, you know, things can be done differently. Again, relating to housing because in urban centers didn't have plumbing and whatnot. And there was a lot of uh, response required, not just in the waterways, but she, she had said, you know, women have a role in, um, in global change, but really the purpose of uh, home economics and its foundations were environmental science and families. And, and the reason to look at families is that if, if we can afford, uh, and that's certainly a, a theme today that's important, the entire last election was about home economics, more or less with housing and food and um, debt levels that, that then we can help our communities and we can enjoy the arts and, and have a better life. So Brescia has protected that programming among many other incredible programs. And as far as the future, we, we see the faces of the world and our students and our staff and our community. And so, um, you know, they'll decide what the future of Brescia and the world is by being the change that they wanna see in the world to, to refer to that adage. So so yeah, it's, it's, it's part of who we are. Right. And so Peggy, um... Just to confirm, Brusha is still the only women's university in Canada, correct? It is. And so my question to you is, do we still need a women's university? You know, it's an interesting question, and it does come up from time to time. And uh, you're going to tell by the end of the interview, I do love, you know, history, the arts, philosophy. And I was recently reading something by Bernard Bosanquet, and he was writing in 1892, so a really long time ago, uh, a history of the aesthetic. And he was trying to write about the philosophy of what we think is, is um, aesthetically pleasing. And he came up with this idea of harmony in variety. And I thought, wow, that's so powerful. Although he was looking at visual art or a, a play, we see that I think in the human experience that we can find harmony in variety, that we aren't all one thing, thank goodness. And women's experiences are a unique expression of the human experience. And so to celebrate that and look at that and have a women's university, I think is still important today so that we don't lose anything by not looking at um, what women are interested in. And the Ontario University's Application Centre, the system through which high school students apply to um, higher education, we've seen incredible growth in our applications. So I think young women are eager to learn and lead within environments specifically designed for them as evidenced by the statistics we see there. Right. Okay, so now I have to ask this. How does having a women's university and the idea of International Women's Day in general fit alongside the broader discussion about gender that's that's been developed over the past five to ten years? How does that all fit in? I, I think that having a women's university is really important, as I said before, so that we have um, you know unity and harmony and variety, that we aren't trying to be one thing, but also um, when we talk about gender, that's a that is a social construct. I know that's an, for a person, that's an expression of identity and who they are. But when we talk about gender discussions, that it's 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 derivative of social theories, social um, philosophy. And so when we talk about social institutions, they can be 
um, really impersonal and, and they're not really identified, right? So they're to some extent dehumanized, but we need to put faces to these things uh, for the human family to reach its full potential and for the human family to reach its full potential. And I think as much as possible, we want organizations to see um, themselves, but also Brescia as a go-to leader for gender equity and women's empowerment. And certainly, as I said, programming that helps foster that. So leadership and social change, um, Brescia has been doing a lot with school food, all of these things. I think it's really important so that we don't, um, in social theory, you know, we hear we don't want a melting pot, we want a mosaic. So we have all of these beautiful parts making a whole. And I think that's true, not only on International Women's Day, but specifically true on why we need to not just um, have, but support and celebrate a women's university in Canada, and particularly Brescia as women's own. Canada's women's only university. Well said. Um, thank you for that, Peggy. So uh, I wanted to ask you to share what is Brussia doing for International Women's Day so that people that are listening, you know, can join in or, yeah, just know about what's going on. Well, thank you for asking that. Um, we're really excited uh, about International Women's Day coming up on March 8th and, uh, well, tomorrow, March 8th. And the theme this year, as you know, is embrace equity. And that's been a pattern in our dialogue today. So it's something that we hold near and dear. And on March 8th at 7 p.m. for International Women's Day, Brescia is hosting a panel in partnership with community leading women. And they have diverse backgrounds and incredibly unique worldviews. And you can find out more about the panel that we're hosting on March 8th at 7 p.m. on the Brescia website and the Brescia social media. And I know London Community Foundation's been so kind as to share it too. So thank you very much for that. So we're looking forward to that and uh, welcoming uh, guests to our panel or um, attendees to our panel. And we're looking forward to just all the other things that are gonna be going on in um, on campus, but as well across the world as we join others who are celebrating International Women's Day in their own communities. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, so finally, what do you think Lenin can be and how do you think we can get there together? Well, I think Diane, um, our power position is our people. Uh, and we just see it time and time again that London really, really cares. And we've seen incredible women as part of an incredible community really do a lot of things. And I think that there's many things that London can be, but the things I'm most excited about is I think that we can be leaders um, and a really good example of community food sustainability and security, as well as housing. And I think that we've got some really good leads on these projects. Obviously, the um, under incredible work being done in Soho Vision Alliance and the real um, unique character that that project has in terms of the level of collaboration for a greater good, but also the in its title, the vision of what's possible. I think it's great space, great programming. I love that. And also the um, City of London recently announcing their health and homelessness. Now it's a draft plan, but it's um, definitely workable and something that I see implemented. So I think on the housing front, I think that we can really do something great and certainly for the food sustainability and security we have the grove we have a wonderful london environmental network london green economy and so many of the businesses 
um, who are creating amazing offerings to Londoners and also the community uh, who is looking for greater value in what they buy and things that are produced and, and offered in alignment with their own values. So um, obviously have to acknowledge the Food Bank and the London Be the Change initiative. And so these aren't just words that we say in an interview. These are people, back to an earlier comment in the podcast, is that individuals deciding to do something and um, and taking action and that we are solving problems in pieces. Okay, if we look at the whole thing, it's insurmountable. But if we can solve this and solve this and solve this, all of a sudden there's a watershed and we've got the answers. So I think that that's what London can be together. And um, really it's because of the people. So so thank you for asking that question. Thank you, and I agree with you. There's so much optimism now ahead of us, So uh, and, I, and I feel it. So thank you uh, for sharing your perspective on that too. So, well, Peggy, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for spending your uh, morning with us and for talking about International Women's Day and Brescia. Thank you for all your work that you're doing. Uh, locally and globally, uh, you know, around women's issues and food security, all of that. Thank you. So uh, we hope to stay in touch and see what's ahead for all of us. <laughs> Wonderful. We, well, I'll definitely stay in touch. And thank you very much for having me, Diane. And uh, congratulations to you and the entire team at London Community Foundation for truly the amazing work being done and uh, for just getting up one more time when you fall down. I guess that's the theme, right? The optimism is just keep getting up. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of What Lenin Can Be. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about today's guest, visit us at lcf.on.ca forward slash what Lenin can be. If you like this podcast, tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find links on our website. Thank you again for listening to us.